3: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
1: Afternoon, at the tone, Pacific Daylight time will be...
4: It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock.
5: One step closer. It's my own personal
3: health. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best.
0: We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports.
5: Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity
3: deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sicanik. I'm a dude playing a dude. disguised as another dude. Prime time on 1080, The Fan.
6: All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. It's Rob and Souk. Sports Bros. Buck is back today, although I think he's out again tomorrow.
7: (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) It's that time of the year. Daddy duty. Get ready.
6: I'm having a really hard time on internet finding when Tina Kotek actually takes over. I was looking for that too. It it's didn't it seem not to be apparent readily available. I I can tell you <laughs> that
7: at some point next year she will be our governor.
6: Yeah, and maybe <laughs>
7: wow. in December. I don't know.
6: <laughs> I can tell you this. Kate Brown was sworn in on February 18th. Okay. And I so, I don't know why that date.
7: So let's assume that... Uh, I
6: don't think that's a very safe assumption.
7: That Kotech will be sworn I, in on February I
6: 18th? I don't think there's anything that points to that other than...
7: Well, that Kate Brown was sworn in, so I'm going with yeah. that. Okay. Well, they do the president every oh. at the same time, right?
6: Yeah, every year. Yeah. Or, so, I mean, yeah, every year the new president <laughs> that comes in.
7: Every four years, <laughs> or I guess in some cases every eight. No, but they, they have it. They certify the election, and then there's the inauguration date, and those are all steadfast thing i'm assuming that the governor has the same sort of thing i'm going with february 18th i'm saying that's when shutdown brown is done so look out because and the now- new shutdown brown comes in the blonde one <laughs> she she what? can she can do what she want now i wait the, what kate brown can do whatever she wants now well she did whatever she wanted before well that's true well, now she can actually... What if she shut us down one more time just for S's and giggles on our way
6: out? <laughs> right on the December. She shuts down Christmas. <laughs>
7: Everyone's pissed, and she's like, you know what? You hate me? Watch this. Got to stay Sh- on brand. Shut down!
6: All right. Um, well, coming up here, we'll talk about Odell Beckham and Xanax. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. I have some Jerry Jones audio I'd like to play for you. Okay. I think it's about time to put him out to pasture, but... <laughs> We he talk- keeps speaking.
7: Did he, was he speaking about his weird photo? Uh, Among
6: other things. Yes, he yeah. does address that. Yeah. He also chokes on the radio, or he has a coughing attack.
7: He's got a Mike uh, Leach sort of thing happening. He is like a thousand years old. I think we forget how old he is because he keeps having the plastic surgery. Well, he's not
6: but- even 80. Really? I don't think so.
7: Well, I would have assumed that he
6: was he, in, looks he was well into his eighties. Like I said, I think it's about time to put him uh, put him down. But uh we'll have that audio for you.
5: He is eighty as of last month. Okay. Just
6: turned eighty. All right. Well, he looks awful. Well and he sounds awful, as you will hear. Uh coming up tonight in the club, what would I see on your bedside table? Hmm. Elon Musk edition.
7: Yeah, I saw that's kind of a weird it's a weird thing to tweet. Just that unraveling of him and Twitter, it's a that thing is a fascinating sideshow to watch. Sideshow's a good word for it.
6: Who is the Liver King? We asked the tough questions here. <laughs> Saw him trending today.
7: Were you at all familiar with the Liver King's not, works? Not one bit.
6: No. Not one
7: bit. Yeah. I the... found
6: out all about him today.
7: <laughs> the Liver King. I've been this guy's been uh he's been making rounds for like the last two years. Closer to the Tiger King or the
5: Sausage King of Chicago.
7: <laughs> well, I, I would the Abe Freyman yeah. I don't know how to describe the Liver King cuz uh, I don't I have no idea what you're talking about Really? He's uh he if you took a small man and put as many steroids into one body as humanly possible Okay. And then ate a bunch of raw liver, you would have the Liver King. Okay. Except he was claiming... Painting quite the picture. Yes. Just look up the Liver King, and and, he, and he's usually wearing like a rodent on his head. and Yeah, he was oh. trending today. He's never worn a shirt in his life, and it turns out the Liver King is full of crap. Turns out that eating liver does not make you look like that. Yeah, he was on a $12,000 a month steroid program. <laughs>
0: Twelve Jeez. grand
7: a month. He looked great, though. Yeah, he did. He did. looked looked amazing.
5: Better but than the guy who ate all the chicken 60 days in a row or whatever it was? Yes.
7: But it's 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 hard when you swear up and down for the last two years that the only thing you're on is liver, and then it turns out you're taking $12,000 a month worth of roids.
6: Well, I'm also uh, likely over-teasing here, but at some point I'd like to talk about how Alex Jones' wa- ex-wife hates him. Oh. Which so is that not, goes without saying, That's right? not shocking, but I it leads to a bigger question of how complicit are the wives of truly awful people like dictators. You know? Have you ever thought about that? Uh, yeah, these women that marry these dudes. It's intriguing. We got to talk about it. Okay. We have we have we have things to discuss.
7: By the way, the uh, a lot of texters are in with January 8th and January 9th for the governor.
6: Okay, well which is it? I don't know. Texters.
7: We have several January 8ths and then uh I love the condescending. It's January 9th, guys, as if. Why is that condescending? I, I, well, it's why do you take that as condescending? I'm taking he's, that he's, as I'm taking that as he's condescending. He's simply
6: texting us. It's January 9th. Yeah. I now, don't think it is. Internet doesn't say that. Well, the only thing that says that is the text program. I got here, and we all know those people aren't. We've right? got
7: several people here saying that her term ends January eighth.
6: Uh, okay, so it is January ninth. Yeah. I stand corrected. Um, all right.
7: I like the February eighteenth myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where Why I was she sworn in? on
6: I don't the 18th? know. I think it's the other guy's quit or something. <laughs>
7: Right? Well, what? Didn't he? Someone quit? Did someone die? Know. What is happening? I don't know anything. Was a flag being
6: flown at half-mast? For some senator in Virginia or no, something? I don't know. No. All right, we're done here. We've wasted enough time. Um, let's get to the hot five
3: at five. Oh. Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot five at five. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080, The Fan. Number 5. Number 5. Number
6: five. Well, you got the Zers and the Clips tonight. Except at Moda. No,
7: except no one's playing.
6: <laughs> It'll be on uh, TNT.
7: The Blazers have their rash of injuries, but the Clippers are. There's no John Wall. There's no Kahai Leonard. There's no Paul George. Kennard's out. And Lillard, I think Lillard's out. I think there's one other for the Clippers. Yeah, Lillard's out. Did you course. say you said Wall, George, Leonard, and Kennard? Kennard, yeah. and I thought there was one other Clipper. John Wall? Did you say him? Yeah, I said him. Okay. Like half the Clippers. Yeah. Anyone, Did you
6: say John Wall?
7: Yes. <laughs> um, anyone that you've ever hey, heard of question. on the Clippers, minus Zubak, is out. Fun sports question. Yeah. Uh, Is John Wall a thing for the Clippers? Yeah, John Wall's a thing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay.
6: As you can probably tell, I've been ignoring the NBA. (laughs) It's only December. Although we do have uh, Warriors-Mavs up tonight. That's the first game of the doubleheader on TNT. That's a good game. At least I think.
7: If you've paid attention, Golden State not off to a rousing start.
6: No. 38-32, Mavs. Uh, By the way, T-Wolves lose Carl Anthony Towns four to six weeks. Calf strain? Dude,
7: that's lucky, because that looked like he blew an Achilles. And Markel Foles will make his season debut tonight. Wait, who does four. he play for now? Couldn't tell you. Orlando. Still in Orlando. I guess. Well he was that's where he ended up after his shoulder turned to crab meat and Philly. I did not know he was still in Orlando.
6: Did we see the start of the Jordan Love era in Green Bay on Sunday night? Uh not if Aaron Rodgers has anything to do with it. He says he intends to play this week against the Bears after getting good news on his scans of his oblique.
7: Yeah, he's saying that the ribs are fine, everything's good to go, he should be playing, so he'll have a uh, some, some, some padding there, and he's still playing with a broken thumb. I don't know why at this point. I think if you're Green Bay, I think you'd rather him not play, just so you could see what you have in, in Jordan Love. I mean, I, I think next year, if I'm not mistaken, you have to make the decision whether or not you pick up that extra year on a rookie contract. He's been sitting for a while, so... I mean, what else are you playing for? Green Bay isn't going anywhere, but Aaron Rodgers has some pride, and he's going to give it a go. Eagles lose cornerback
6: uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, indefinitely. Lacerated kidney.
7: That's not good. Yeah, no, he's gonna be he's all. gonna be and blood for a while. He's a so good player too, Raiders,
6: Raiders running back Josh Jacobs says he hopes to play Sunday against the Chargers. He has Number a three.
7: Uh, he has a calf injury. He played that whole fourth quarter, including the 80-yard touchdown run on a calf that they thought he was going to be out for the rest of the game with. And remember, at the start of the year, they were going to cut him. Yeah, like he was. He's pretty good. <laughs> And he's been arguably the, the best thing going for them this year.
6: Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. still undecided on if he'll enter the NFL draft, but he did say today that he will play in the Huskies' bowl game. He is a fifth-year junior, but he has never played in a bowl. His well, previous four seasons have all ended early due to injury.
7: Yeah, and Indiana sucks. But um, I've seen some people to think that if the medicals check out, he may find himself in the first round. So, well,
6: he can sling it, man. He's he, deadly accurate.
7: Unbelievable arm, and he's not running around as much anymore. He's staying healthy. I don't know why you'd play in that bowl game, um, especially if you're getting a 1st aid grade. But, yeah, if you're Penix and you're getting a first-round or even a second-round grade and you have your injury history, get the hell out of there.
6: Uh, Ducks running back Byron Cardwell, no surprise here, but he announces he will enter the transfer portal.
7: Yeah. You might see a bunch of ducks in that portal by the the time this uh, finishes up.
6: (laughs) Latest college football playoff rankings, six Pac-12 schools are in the top 17. Uh, UCLA, 17. Oregon, 16. Oregon State, 15. Washington,
7: 12. Utah, 11. USC, 4. Yeah. So, I mean, none of this matters outside of the top six. So basically, if Michigan and Georgia are in no matter what, USC and TCU, you win and you're in, the interesting one will be if TCU loses and it's a close game, they're still a one-loss team. Do they get punished or do they get bumped out because you have Ohio State sitting there at five and Alabama at six? That's the only...
6: Well, there's only one other one-loss team that isn't in the top four yeah. or undefeated, and that's Ohio State. Yeah. Everybody else has two losses. Bama, so it's it goes Kansas State 10 Clemson 9, Penn State 8, followed by Tennessee at 7, Alabama 6, then you get to one loss Ohio State at 5, USC is 4, TCU 3, and of course Michigan and Georgia 2-1. and
7: one. The only two teams that have a chance are Ohio State and Alabama if chaos were to ensue. And by the way, those spreads are within three points. It's not out of the realm of possibility TCU and USC could both lose.
6: Number one. Number one. And number one Today we are all Americans, together. Yes. We hold hands, we shoot our guns. (laughs) USA beat Iran 1-0.
7: Take that. The United States. Moving on to the knockout round, the round of 16, where we play those bastards, the Dutch.
6: We will meet the Netherlands Saturday at 7 a.m. If you want to know, they're really good. Probably will win. But the guy who scored the game-winning goal, Christian. The guy who scored the game-winning goal got hit in the nuts. Oh, come on. You got it like six I'm times so today. Basilic. Uh, close. Pulisic. Yeah.
7: You didn't know it. I did know it.
6: You did not. Oh, you I knew left it. Me. You, did. you left me out to dry.
7: Tyler Adams, the team captain. Thank you, you know, very much. You didn't know it. Uh, some of us here are fans of America. You, on the other hand, you're Dutch, a disgrace.
6: The Dutch opened at plus 1,300 to win the tournament. Uh, to put that in perspective, the United States opened at plus 10,000 to win the tournament. So U.S. is like plus 330 in the game. So they are underdogs. But uh, the Dutch are a bunch of weenies, and I think we'll win. Well, I did That's see my th-
7: at this point there are no easy... There are no easy teams, but I was reading a breakdown today that said, believe it or not, this actually is one of the more favorable matchups that the U.S. could get in the round of 16. That's what I was thinking. So, there you go. Don't ask me why, but apparently uh, the Netherlands are, they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable.
6: Well, look, that Christian guy kicked kicked the only goal of the game. Yes. And the U.S. had to win. They could not draw. They had to win. Yes. Win or go home. And he kicks it in there, and he gets hit in the nuts because he collides with the goal. Keeper? Yes. Gets sent to the hospital, it was so bad, and then tweets on social media, I'll be ready for Saturday.
7: Day-to-day with a groin contusion. Abdominal contusion uh, well, is what they Pelvic telling. contusion. Pelvic. pelvic, that's right. Look, that's he got right. kicked in the nards. And he's hurting now, but he's an American hero, and those are American jewels. I tell you
6: what, my brother, that is an American hero. You are exactly right. Yes, put your Nards on the line for the U.S. That's right. Like if I let, dude, would you? Well, who's your favorite team? Uh, The Mets. You're not really a Mets fan. I mean, you are, but you're not like so passionate about it.
7: (laughs) The Red Wings. The Red Wings.
6: If if the Red Wings, you know, had never won the Stanley Cup, yes. Would you allow me to put both of your testicles on a golf tee and have Tiger Woods tee off on them, no. in order for them to win the the cup? No, because that's what that guy did. No, I'm not. Sort of. I'm not doing that.
7: That sounds. Are you taking horrific. A,
6: Are you taking a nut shot that will send you to the hospital?
7: I don't think I am. In order
6: for your team, because no. that's what that that's guy what did. That's what that guy
7: did. That's why he's an American hero and I am not. I'm an American coward. It sounds like he's going to be fine. But you know who wasn't fine? Mitch Hanniger. Mitch Haniger <laughs> got one removed. Was it Yadi Molina that had one burst too? His exploded. Well, I think yeah.
5: Haniger's. yeah, they described it as ruptured testicles,
7: yes. right? Yeah. And so if you tell me I'm going to the hospital, that means there's a chance that one or both have been ruptured. And I've had a lot of injuries and a lot of surgeries. But you know what I've never had? A ruptured testicle that I've had to have surgery on. And I'm not risking it. No. Doesn't now, sound good. Now, if you're telling me that I'm on the team, you know what? Then I got to do it. But I'm not on the team. I'm really not. And I'm not that big of a fan of soccer. So the answer to that question is no. no.
6: But it's Red Wings, though, remember. <laughs> yeah. Not just soccer. Yeah,
7: I, I don't play hockey either. It's, the answer is going to be no.
6: So, uh, uh, What's your name? Buck, favorite team? All Of all the – is it the Giants or the Niners or the Ducks? Man, it's probably the Ducks. Okay, I'll let you – the Ducks will win the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. But you got to take a nut shot that's going to send you to the hospital. You, you in? God. I mean, probably. <laughs> USA! <laughs> USA! <laughs> USA!
5: <laughs> and I got to do it for everybody else, right? It's not just for me.
6: That's right. It's for the country.
7: <laughs> Deals said he did that for the 16th place in a soccer tournament. <laughs> and that's, that's why right. he's an American. That's right. USA! Hero. USA! <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, check in on a great American. Jerry Jones. Okay. I think some people would say that he is a great American. He's a feel-good story. Well, I mean. All right. He's kind of
6: a self-made man, right? Well, let's listen to him. Let's.
4: detailed
1: Yeah, so Kate Brown was sworn in on February
6: eighteenth because John Kitzhaber had to uh, step down. I don't know. You wasn't may he, remember,
7: wasn't he having an affair?
6: No, he he had a fiance named Sylvia Hayes who was using her role in his office to make money. Yeah,
7: I remember there was some sort of and he
6: had some other stuff too. I thought he it was like corruption investigation. It was
7: his wife. I thought there was some
6: sort of fiance. Yeah,
7: yeah, I thought there was some hanky panky.
6: So that's why uh shutdown stepped in in February. Ah. So, Tina, the new shutdown, will J- be in in January.
7: 8th or 9th, yeah. somewhere around there. And Suk will
6: storm the Capitol <laughs> to protest.
7: Boy, I've, I'm trying to think, like, if I have ever been to the Oregon State Capitol.
6: I've seen it. Yeah, you drive driven driv- by it. Remember we used to have uh, Hoopla? Oh, you know what? Out in front of it. Yeah. I never gonna, went in it though. No,
7: but I, I have been down there. I was trying to think: Is like, have I ever even been to the? I've been to the Washington State Capitol. Is
6: it nice? The, the Oregon Capitol. The, the Capitol? Washington
7: Capitol. Again, having only been in the like the the parking lot there where we did hoopla. I mean, I'm, it, I'm assuming they're nice, as right? A
6: kid, yeah, you would assume I, as a kid. I remember going to the Kansas State Capitol in Topeka, and that was a very big deal. Like, well, yeah. you know, you'd go on the field trip. Yeah, when
7: we did that, like same thing. We went up to Olympia.
6: And Kansas has a pretty cool looking one. Like it's a traditional looking one with the, you know, yeah. Like Oregon's looks kind of weird because it's the 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 different shape. You know, yeah. I've never gotten used to that. Yeah, you
7: need the dome, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you. I think of... it looks more classic. Whereas this kind, of... I mean, it. I don't know if, if if this will ring with everyone. It looks like a Mormon temple.
6: Yeah, or like a, isn't it like? Round,
7: yeah, it's 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 round, and then there's like the it's got a little point on top,
6: temples look like icicles, but
7: then it's got the little gold guy on top of it, and that's what's on top of the Mormon temple. Uh, It looks if you looked up like some of the Mormon temples, the I've always thought the Oregon, uh, the Oregon one, the Oregon State House very much looks like a Mormon temple, hmm. but I don't, and it's got marble and all that. It's it's beautiful, but I'm with you, I need the dome, I need the dome.
6: We don't have it, alas, Mm. we don't have it.
7: No good. So
6: Jerry Jones uh, goes on his uh, weekly radio show on uh, The Fan,
7: I think. Home of Gavin Dawson?
6: I think that's right. Still down there? In Dallas. They have the Cowboys. He does a hit every week. And um, he had a coughing attack, which I wanted to play for you just because. Yeah. And then he addresses the Odell Beckham situation. I don't know if you saw that, but.
7: Yeah. Odell got booted off a of flight.
6: Yeah. Because he was, well, he was basically just drugged.
7: Yes. They were saying that he was he was uh, unresponsive and they were worried about him. They couldn't wake him up. Yeah. And then he wouldn't uh, fasten a seatbelt and he got booted and he says it's ridiculous.
6: Yeah, because I think he was probably just, he over-drugged himself, right? Yes. The flight was going, I think, Miami to LA or something like I that? I
7: believe that is correct. It was like a six-hour flight, and my guess is that he mixed a little cocktails with a couple uh, downers, passed out, but he passed out without the seatbelt on. Yeah. Got to have your seatbelt on in order to, uh, to fly. And,
6: they, and how pissed would you be? Like, they were they were taxiing to take off. Yeah. All the other people on the flight, and then the stupid, uh, then the uh, captain guy gets on there. He's like, well, we got a guy up here in first class who's, you know, kind of got a problem. We got to go all the way back.
7: Yeah, delayed it by like two plus hours.
6: So they had to go all the way back, and the police had to come on and take him off the plane.
7: Yeah, because when they, when they did eventually wake him up, he refused to cooperate. Probably because he didn't know what was going on. Can we just kind of reach over? I don't want to invade anyone's personal space, yeah, but if totally. I if I'm in that first class and I see this going down, I just walk up and I buckle it. And yeah, a... you
6: might get a. He might wake up and wail on you though. Right? Like, there are some people that wouldn't. That's he's true. he's crazy enough that yeah. I feel like, and he's not, like, Antonio Brown crazy. Yeah. But uh, I, I think just he, think there's a lot of people that wouldn't take too kindly to that.
7: I think i, I think However, I got to go for it. I, I think I would be the American hero. I would be our soccer hero because I would get the flight on time. I would want you to do that. I'm buckling his seatbelt. Yeah. I'm not willing to wait a couple hours because some dude took too much medication and now can't buckle his seatbelt. I'm not saying that I'm scoring a goal in the World Cup, but I think in this case I would be an American hero. So
6: was he on... Is Zanet... Okay, so this is a non-drug guy question. Yeah. Why, is he... Does he... Are, do people take sleeping pills? Because I know this is a big problem. Yes. And flight attendants get pissed off about this because people take too much stuff and they mix it to try to relax on a flight and then they're like walking zombies, right? Yes. So he wasn't. He They couldn't get wake him up. So I get why they were... Like look this you know we may have a problem here. I totally get that. Yep. Although his attorney said, "Oh, uh, well, it was an overzealous flight attendant because flight attendants are often trying to harass people in first class." <laughs> it's it's what mean, it's what they do. Come on, man. So, is he on a sleeping pill? Is he has he taken
7: Xanax? What is the difference? Why can't people get this right? Well, if you I, I think the idea behind taking Xanax when you fly and maybe possibly mixing it with a cocktail is you just pass out. I think that's the idea well, okay, when you're on a six hour flight. Is that a sleeping pill? Xanax no, it's for like a anxiety. anxiety. But it so makes you it what? makes you drowsy and, and, right. and, and, and that.
6: so why not just take a sleeping pill?
7: Um, why can people not get this right? Because a sleeping pill doesn't knock you out. A sleeping pill helps you go to sleep, whereas Xanax, especially if you take a couple Xanax, it's going to zonk you. So Xanax
6: worse than sleeping pill.
7: Yes. And Xanax will get you a little loopy too. I mean you can
6: and the sleeping pill won't.
7: Yeah, I think the idea behind the sleeping pill is it just, you know, puts you to like a, a Lunesta or whatever. Yeah. I don't I, know. Yeah. Ambien. Although if you take Ambien, not that I would know, uh, but if you take Ambien then you force yourself to stay up, you can get pretty trippy too.
5: Also, uh, ambient mixed with, like, any amount of alcohol often leads to, like, crazy sleepwalking stories. Yeah. And that's like, where the like flight attendants— Like, one attendant, or two drinks.
6: That's where the flight attendants are saying that they get these walking zombies. Yes. So so it's—what be- do I need—if I want to knock myself out on a flight, mm-hmm. what should I do? <sighs> Boy, I— Do a public service right now
7: to the people. I don't think I can recommend taking—I on- don't think I can recommend taking prescription drugs to pass out on an airplane. Why not? One Xanax? Half a Xanax? What's wrong with just some good old-fashioned uh, cocktails?
6: Booze? Well, I that's my route. Yeah, but what's, I'm what's just, wrong with that? I'm just wondering why people can't seem to get this uh, get this right. Anyway, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, first a uh, coughing fit on uh, his radio
1: hit. Um, we've got help on the way here. Well, Washington's got a good chance to be joining us here. <laughs> really? <laughs> Excuse me. You all right? Yep. <laughs> Get me some oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> better still. Better still. How about a big shot of Jack? We're being ready
5: to go <laughs> that's, that's not a bad call.
6: I <laughs> love <little> radio left. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry. So then he talks about Odell and. At the end of it, so I have to tee this up. So there's a picture that has surfaced of Jerry Jones in a, this is a stunner. This will, are you sitting down? I am sitting down. This will shock you. But I'm pulling it up here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jerry Jones was at Alabama.
7: No, I think this is Arkansas.
6: Was at Arkansas. There you go. And, hold on, I
7: got it. It's his high school in Arkansas. Oh, it's his high school. Okay. It's his high school. Um, hold on.
6: I got to pull up the story.
7: <laughs>
6: hold on. Hold on just a second.
7: Hold it. <laughs> Oops. Pay no attention where we're stalling for time. So,
6: yes, he's protesting black students from attending their high school. Yes. They uh, are trying to
7: desegregate his high school in Arkansas. Yeah, and he's all about it. Yes.
6: He is, uh, so this is 1957 Mm -hmm. at Central High in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, so that is the picture that they are asking him about at the end of this clip.
2: Jerry, uh, no, you can't comment too much about it, but did the Odell Beckham plane incident alter y'all's plans or change your thinking about how you want to approach Beckham?
1: No, it did not. Uh, Those are not... uh... Uh, his uh, his overall of uh, uh, team compatibility, his uh, his his judgment, his behavior is not an issue with him. It is with many but not with him. What were
2: your impressions of of him after speaking with him without giving away too much? Just what were your general impressions of, of him as just a young man and, and a potential fit with your team?
1: Jim is uh, genuine, very genuine, uh, very. Uh, Uh, very competitive, uh, uh, feels confident, feels good about himself. Uh, I think he breeds confidence, uh, but yet uh, 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 very, very uh, 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 just compatible. Uh, We think he fit in really good with us.
2: Jerry, uh, last one for you. You addressed it after the game. I just wanted to give you any opportunity to – clarify or um, add any thoughts to the Arkansas photo story if you wanted to even though you did comment on it on Thursday
1: yeah uh, well I think the key thing is that uh, for me uh, is that uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, a misread if you think that uh, I don't recognize how how uh, monumental those days were uh, I, I think those were uh, years before Martin Luther King, even, but uh, and respect uh, the people that were involved in trying to make their, uh, uh, if you will, uh, change things. And I have a lot of respect for that.
7: Wow. <laughs> it's a long way to say Yeah, nothing. I'm still against
6: the blacks, but I respect <laughs> their uh, fortitude.
7: He said in his original statement, uh, if I believe, I, I think I'm getting this correct, I think he said that he was a curious kid. And he didn't understand what was going on, and he was just—he saw like the the kerfuffle, and he decided to go see what the <laughs> what the commotion was. And the commotion was the news camera being there as a bunch of white students who were smoking were yelling racial things and blocking the black kids from coming into the high school. So I think, the, and, and then there's Jerry, who's a sophomore, just lurking in the background. He's not like in the front, but he's not in the back. <laughs> he's, he's like. uh I'd say he's about three to four people deep in, in that line. Would you be more
6: shocked if Jerry wasn't a little racist? Yes. Being an old Southern oil man?
7: Well, and I'll say this. I don't know if Jerry Jones is is currently racist. Couldn't tell you. I think 1957, Jerry Jones growing up in Arkansas in a segregated South, Jerry Jones was racist. I would say that the vast majority of people that grew up in 1957 in Arkansas or Alabama or Mississippi or Georgia were racist or certainly had racist racist tendencies. I would hope that over the last, what are we, 65-ish years, 65-plus years since that photo was taken, that Jerry Jones has... Good math. Is that my... my Yeah, 67, 65? 65 years. Okay. I would certainly hope that he has come... A long way, especially because he's made a lot of money off the backs of largely African American athletes. So I, I also don't think because he was involved in this or that Jerry Jones was, you know, had some some racial racial leanings in 1957. I don't think that that means that he's a bad person. I don't think that means that he has bad character. Uh, I, I would hope that no one would hold me at 15 years old. I would hope no one at 44 would hold me to my views about anything when I was 15 years old. Because quite frankly, if you have the same view on life at 44 or 80 that you did when you were 15, you wasted your life. You pissed it away. And so I just all you can say at this point is cross your fingers and hope that Jerry has uh, learned his ways. I do think it's a little uncomfortable watching him stammer around that. God. That topic but he always talks like that, though. Yeah,
6: he is so hard to listen to a little bit. Yes, but uh, how about him, Cowboys?
7: Uh, Odell, good move. Uh, yeah, why not? But I also think that we are what about the Dolphins for Odell? Did you hear that? <laughs> Boy, they need another receiver. I mean, jeez. they could add They're him two of the top five receivers in the league,
6: similar to how the Bucks did with. Antonio Brown.
7: Yeah, look, if I'm Odell and I'm chasing a ring, I I think I'd rather go to Miami than I would Dallas. See, I think but you'd, you'd rather go to Dallas. Bigger role. He'll get more catches there. But let's also I want to look up look up this because I, I we do this so often where like w- when JJ Watt goes to, to goes to the Cardinals or, you know, when, when when an aging player who at one point had a big name goes somewhere, we Love to freak out about this, and we're like, oh, he's he's on the wrong side of thirty, by the way. And when's the when's the last time that Odell Beckham was an elite receiver? Are we talking? I
6: don't know, but can't you say the same about Antonio Brown? And it kind of became more about yeah, you know just a guy to to yeah. receive attention from the defense. Yeah, you can play a role. Yeah, you can and play that's a role. Really, all that is here.
7: You'd right? have you'd have to go back. I'm looking here, like twenty. 2018 right when he had a when he had a big impact and that was with the Giants he had 77 grabs for six touchdowns so you're talking you're talking four years and an ACL I mean he's just not he's not this huge difference maker so you know if it, it, can he be a nice piece for anyone that signs him sure especially since at this point in the year you're not finding starting receivers that are that are milling around but he's not a number 1 You make an argument that he's a solid two or a better three. like I think as a third guy in Miami, and and they already have a third guy, but he could be the third guy to waddle in uh, in the cheetah down there. Like Now you're talking, but if you think he's going to come to Dallas and he's going to transform that offense, uh, I I, I don't get it. All right, sports last night, a few
6: things, and uh, Russell Wilson, he's back in the news. Oh, yeah. Again with Russell Wilson.
7: Let's ride. Still has more bathrooms than touchdowns. And, yes, the people saying that he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl year, and so did Antonio Brown. But that's not their – and, by the way, he got hurt in the Super Bowl. That's not the reason why they won the Super Bowl. Neither is Antonio Brown. They're nice, complimentary pieces. They are not mainstays of any offense at this point in their careers. Here is Buck. Buck
6: It, uh, oh, by the way, battery exchange over 14 area locations, free electrical system checks, battery exchange with an X.com. Do you know why I did that?
7: Because you didn't read the tagline. I was
6: so rudely interrupted mm. by Ryan Buckley. Way to got, go,
5: Buck. I got carried away with your patriotism, yeah. all the usa
7: That's right. It's that Dang, kind of day. You get kicked in the balls and you score a goal and go to the hospital and we get a little fired up about it. Yeah, the right.
5: board starts going
7: crazy. I don't even know what's going to happen.
6: I find it hard to believe that the Broncos can have a defense as good as they have and still be the worst team in the league. Uh, like I I find that so
7: incredible. It's pretty impressive. Someone the other day was looking at all the different ranks, you know, DVOA and all these different advanced metrics and the Broncos offense is one of the bottom 3 pretty much in any category you look at. It's pretty stellar. Yeah,
6: we know the offense is awful. I just mean like as a they have one of the best defenses. And yet, they're one of the worst teams. Like, I mean, to overall teams. Well, but here's the, usually when you have a good defense. Yeah, you at can least you, you can, can
7: ham and egg your way to yeah. you know you can you can play you can play games you know seventeen you to, can hang. to nineteen. You, you'll win a few. Problem is, like you, you were talking the other day, remember? I, and this was maybe two weeks ago. But if the offense had just scored eighteen points, yeah, the Broncos would have been like seven and one in every game. In every game, yeah. but they don't. And also realize that Carson Wentz hasn't played in like a month, and is no longer the starting quarterback in Washington. Carson Wentz has more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson. God, and we think about how we 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 imagine Carson Wentz. That's crazy. And there's nothing they can do. If they tried to move on from Russell Wilson, they would have like a hunt. It's like a hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty million dollar dead cap hit. Yeah, like he is tied to them, and. It's starting to look more and more like this isn't just a, a Nathaniel Hackett thing. That Russell Wilson, and he has clearly lost a step, uh, mentally doesn't look the same. You may just have a, a broken man here at quarterback, physically and mentally, and you're stuck with him for at least three more years.
6: Crazy. Yeah, four, they would be six, uh, seven, eight. Yeah, eight and one. No, nine and nine and two. Nine they would. And- they would be, if they had scored no exactly eighteen points. They mm-hmm. don't even need to score over eighteen. Points. Yeah, exactly eighteen points. They'd be nine and two. They're three and eight. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's it has got to go anyway. The uh, uh, Russell Wilson. The video was funny. He uh, It was Mike Purcell yelling at him, his teammate.
7: Yeah, one of the defensive linemen.
6: Yelling at him on the sideline.
7: <laughs> let's effing go. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Didn't he say, like, let's ride back to him or something?
7: Well, I I don't know what Russ said, but when, when he was coming off the field, he got in his face as the offense was coming on, and he said, let's effing go. And Russ at the press conference said that he tried to downplay it and saying that we were all on the same page that we was just trying to motivate and that Russell, too, wanted to effing go and that there was no problem whatsoever when in reality lots of stories are coming out that the players in that locker room don't like him they're turning on him it's just a bad beat in Denver period
6: yeah he said after the game he said mike and i are on the same page you know we uh he came off you know after they kicked the field goal and he was uh, he was pissed he was just sad that's <laughs> that's, what that's what he said he was just sad
7: yeah he's just he's just God. fired up. well think about when, when I and mean, we see this all the time when there's uh Factions, offense, defense. Like one of the the misnomers about the NFL, um, and this is the way in college a little bit, but certainly m- a much bigger deal in the NFL. A lot of times, you do have two separate entities. The offense and defense don't spend that much time together. Ones versus ones. They once you get into the season, you almost never see each other. Right? It's it's there's there's a scout team for a reason, and you can definitely get two separate teams within a team and we see this where when you've got one side that's carrying the load and the other side is 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 not getting it done you can you can really get some nasty feelings you know even on teams that are successful go back to the Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks days right you know early on that was a defensive led team and you know they felt like Russell Wilson and that offense cost them a the super bowl and it only got worse from there as they gave more and more control to the offense i just can't imagine that inside that locker room that that this isn't just a a a bomb waiting to go off, and you you've seen the eye rolls. You, we, you know, there's been these little kind of tastes of this throughout the last handful of weeks. It wouldn't shock me if you had a full on incident here over the last several weeks of the season.
6: By the way, the uh, Seahawks, thanks to that trade, uh, right now would pick fourth <laughs> in the NFL draft.
7: There's someone else that's that's high up there too, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit,
6: because of the Stafford or yeah. the uh, uh, yeah Stafford trade. So I mean with the Rams. Yeah, it's they the, would pick third.
7: This is if you're Denver, this may go down, especially if Seattle hits. And
6: Philly would pick sixth right now. That's the Saints. With the Saints. Yeah.
7: Um with, with the DB they <laughs> traded. This may end up um if Seattle hits and 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 you know, this rebuild isn't really a rebuild. It's just kind of a retooling. And Seattle, by the way, is a good chance to make the playoffs. They've come back down to earth a little bit, but if Seattle hits on on a couple draft picks the way they did this year off that draft capital they got off the Russell Wilson trade, and Russ is indeed kind of done in Denver, like he's just not the same player, this may go down as a Herschel Walker-esque deal. Like that's kind of the gold standard for bad trades in the history of the NFL. This has potential to be one of those. It's hilarious.
6: Crazy. <laughs> and, and I think Hackett needs to be fired tomorrow. You know what's crazy is they're like a bigger mess than the Colts. And yeah. the Colts have already fired their coach and hired some guy from ESPN. Yep. And the Broncos are still somehow a bigger mess. And the problem
7: with it is, is you've created an environment. You you listen to people around the league where they're saying that you may be creating environments that good candidates won't go. Because they Jim Ursay made Frank Wright go with uh, Sam Ellinger. It wasn't his choice. They made him do that. And then, you know, everyone knew what was going to happen. He stunk. They lose two two games, and then he fires his coach, and he hires his drinking buddy. That does not sit well with a lot of uh, NFL types. And when's the last time you saw collectively the NFL go after one of their own, like they did with Jeff Saturday that that weekend on all the the, the talking head shows, from Joe Thomas to Bill Cowher? I mean, you just don't see that. And so – if if you're a, a a good head coach, let's say Sean Payton's out there, right? Because he is, and by the count, Sean Payton wants to coach. You've created an environment in Indy where you look at that and be like, "Do I really want to go delving into that?" And then you look at the situation in Denver, and that's not even necessarily a management thing because they didn't, you know, the 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 new the Waltons, the Walmart people, they took they they just took over this. But if you're Sean Payton and you're sitting there being like, "Look, better or worse, you've got Russell Wilson for at least three, possibly four more years." And you don't have a first round pick the next two years, why are you going to that? So you have both those situations right now where you may be forced if you do make a coaching change in Denver and in Indy when you do go out and try to find your permanent guy, assuming it's not Jeff Saturday, because he can't figure out how to use timeouts. You're not you are not going to get the top candidates. You're just not.
6: Yeah, Peyton said that we talked about this while you were gone last week, but the top two jobs he's got his eye on are the yeah. Chargers and Cardinals. Yeah. Because of the quarterback situations, I don't I don't know if Staley's going to lose his job with LA, but if he does, you know, yeah. But they they also have a little bit of that stigma too because of Spanos, yeah. And the Cardinals certainly have that stigma because of Kyler.
7: And again, you're tied to Kyler Murray, yeah. And, you know, so I'm,
6: none of them are great, no. But you know, I guess it's pick your poison if you're Peyton. All right, uh, sports last night. Yes, clock management from the Colts and is Kenny Pickett is he the guy? We'll get to that next on the fan. All right. Uh, last night, one last little leftover here. By the way, you see Oregon State put out uh, best or highest ranked team in the state.
7: <laughs> well, I mean,
6: they are. Yeah, they put that out on their social media. There's
7: only two teams in the state in that, you know, and so. they're
6: one spot ahead of <laughs> the other one. But uh, hey, you know what? For, flex when you can. You know, yeah. for Oregon
7: State, right. for Oregon State, where they were at. Yeah, And, and uh, I I like Jonathan Smith and. I always think it's better when you got Washington and Washington State and Oregon and Oregon State and those teams are competitive. It's not fun when, to me, when one is 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 so far down. And Oregon State was irrelevant. That program, for what Gary Anderson left him and that sack of deuce, uh, he took over that job and, and we were like, man, have some patience. And I think in a shorter time than anyone could have predicted that he has this thing not only pointed in the right direction, but. I said, I think, had they gotten a quarterback in the transfer portal, I think Oregon State has a really good chance to be playing for a conference title next week.
6: 15th in the college football playoff rankings. Hell of a
7: job this season on the part of Jonathan Smith.
6: So last night I was watching Colt Steelers, as I'm sure you were. I know you had money on Pittsburgh. Yes. Cashed a ticket there.
7: I was feeling great at the beginning and then was sweating bullets there. And then, you know, I was like, oh, the Colts are going to Colt.
6: Yeah. I think that was pretty... That, yeah, I think that's what everyone was thinking. Yeah, the and then the Colts colted because they fumbled on like the one yard line.
7: That and just th- their clock <laughs> management at the end of that thing yeah. was just you know what I bizarre. thought.
6: So as as they were driving down, so it was 17 Steelers, and the Colts were driving mm-hmm. and they had all three timeouts and it was about a minute and a half left. They stopped using their time. They they did not use any timeouts. So they the got clock-
7: they got sacked at like their own thirty. Yeah. The and, kept ticking. And they didn't call a timeout.
6: I thought what he was initially trying to do, in my head, was really smart in that what I thought he was doing, Jeff Saturday, I mean, was banking his timeouts. He was going to try to get six, go for two, and if he didn't get it, he still would have his three timeouts to get the ball back and kick the field goal to win the game if they could get a stop. Yeah. Which I thought when I was thinking about it as they were driving I'm like that's pretty smart if that's what he's doing. But then the Steelers blew up the offense and they had like you said they took a sack and it was a mess and it they were discombobulated and he needed to call a timeout and he eventually said I should have called a timeout. Yeah, cuz he I said but he the, didn't
7: he gave some rambling thing in the in his post game presser where he said I really liked the play and I liked the momentum, so I really didn't feel the need to call the timeout. And I'm like, what are you doing? It and the was...
6: clock ultimately didn't cost them. They got stopped yeah, They on got fourth stopped down. But, but um, anyway, they're a mess. They're out of it. Kenny Pickett looked all right. Yeah. I mean,
7: yeah. If you're Pittsburgh, is he the guy? we do this far too often. I was, uh, who was it? Richard Sherman was saying that Mike White has, he's seen enough Mike White's the franchise quarterback for the Jets. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Richard Sherman, Big Dick well, Sherman Mike, said that. Mike White is pretty good. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please stop.
6: Do I need to read you his statistics from last weekend?
7: Against arguably the worst defense in, in the league. Stop it. Stop. You stop it. <laughs> I'm going to read you his stats now. But we we love to do this. And and we have the, is he a franchise quarterback? Is he not? Well, he... The answer to the, the vast majority of those is you don't know. Well, I'm just asking
6: your opinion. Do you think he is? Do I think, you think he can be? I
7: think Kenny Pickett has shown you enough this year that you feel confident going forward, and the numbers on the season are not fantastic. Far from it. They're not Mike White numbers. They're not Mike White
6: numbers. 3 three tutties, no picks, QBR 149, <laughs> bitch. All you need. Smoke it.
7: All you need. <laughs> it's the Scranton Strong. I think Kenny Pickett has shown enough flashes and we've seen growth and maturity where I think you go into next year if you're Pittsburgh and you're not saying we have to address the quarterback situation. Pittsburgh's going to have a a, a fairly high pick. I do not think you have to take a quarterback. I think you wait and see what you have in Kenny Pickett. Um, That's as as, as far as I'm willing to go with
6: it. I mean, who knows, but all I can say is from having watched him prior to last night, I'd seen enough. I thought he sucked. Last night was the
7: first time. Seriously,
6: dude, he not good. But last night was the first time I was looking at him, going, you know what? You know, maybe they, maybe they got a little
7: something. Maybe you got a little something. And right now I'm looking here. Pittsburgh would pick 12th, right? If if it if it started today. You know, if, I've always said if you feel like the let's say I don't know Penix Jr. sitting there at 12. If if you ever, if you're doing your evaluation and you feel like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is sitting there, that's, you know, remember Andy Reid had that with uh, Alex Smith and a pro bowl quarterback. They were going to the playoffs. And he looked at Mahomes and was like, dude, we're moving up to get this guy. And I think they got him around that 12 to 15 range. So if if one of these guys is knocking your socks off, then by all means, the idea of not drafting somewhere, and I would say this about Chicago, because Chicago's picking second or third right now. And I think Justin Fields has shown you quite a bit these last couple weeks, at least with his ability to run, kind of like a a poor man's Jalen Hurts, that you don't have to go out and draft a quarterback. But if you think that Bryce Young or you think that C.J. Stroud or you think that, uh, you know, Jaron Hall from BYU, if you think any of these guys are, you know, a a true franchise, like, dude, we love this, then then you you pull the trigger. I'd much rather have two young prospects than just say, well, I, I think I've got it in fields and pick it. I'm just saying I think with both of those cases... I don't think it's a absolute necessity that you draft a quarterback next year. I, I think he's shown you enough to maybe give him another year and see what you have. Now, I think the the, the more interesting one to me is is the Jets because the Jets are good. The Jets have a little something going on, and they are they're, see they're not going to be a you know a high a, a high pick team. What the hell do you do with Mike White and, and Zach Wilson? Because if there's someone that hasn't shown you anything, it's it's, it's Zach Wilson.
6: You go after. You know, I mean, who's a big free agent next year? I don't know. Do we have one? I well, I mean, there's n- there's
7: never quarterback free agents. You have to. Well, I mean, there's some.
6: I mean, getting, you get the Bridgewaters of the world. Yeah. You know.
7: Something like that. I mean, honestly, I, I don't. If, if Mike White keeps playing like that, you know, Zach Wilson may be, may be done. Although, you know, Solid did say he thinks at some point that Wilson will get another opportunity. But of those quarterbacks, the ones that I, the young quarterbacks that I feel <laughs> l- like the least. Positive about it's it's probably Zach Wilson. And his teammates hate him. Yeah,
6: he's terrible. Who is the liver king, and what would I see (laughs) on your bedside table? Elon Musk edition. Uh, That kicks off the club next on The Fam.
7: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.